The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric France and Andre Salveson. Andre still in an undisclosed location. But we're here. We're here to talk about what's going on in sports today. We got baseball scores. We got uh, some series that are going final uh, as we speak. Uh, some will go final a little bit later on this afternoon. Um, and uh, also looking at you know what's next on the docket for some of these teams in Major League Baseball. We got high school football going on tonight. Uh, and uh, some confirmations about other games that there have been some questions about whether or not they would happen. So, uh, and a lot of different things we want to get through. As always, we invite you to participate. You're welcome to chime in. 435-339-0321. That's 435-339-0321 if you want to join us here on the Full Court Press. Uh, and, Ajay, there's a uh, – in Major League Baseball – uh, we had uh, a game go final. We've got a series gone final despite all the odds uh, against them. The Braves were able to stop the most dominant <laughs> postseason team we have ever seen. <laughs> you know, Eric, I <laughs> I hope your stat next Tuesday that blows your mind is going to be, hey, the the Marlins lost their first postseason series ever. <laughs> <laughs> after they after they beat your Cubs twice, you know, three and in uh, and in 2020, man, you know what? It's just crazy, like how dominant this Braves team is. Eric, they won seven to nothing, and Ronald Acuna, Acuna Jr. Their leadoff batter was zero for three. They left ten men on base. Freeman left two of them in scoring position. Uh, uh, Kevin Wright was wonderful on the mound. This pitching staff has just came alive in these playoffs. So we're back to 1995 again when you had back uh, Smoltzy, Glavin, and Maddox, uh, the most dominant three pitching rotation in the league. And and now we're, I mean, as a Braves fan, this is this is phenomenal to see that even when our bats aren't, quite up to perfection. I mean, again, 7 nothing's great, but you have 10 men in scoring position. Uh, you still can have a pitching staff that takes care of business. What a what a dominating series by the Braves again. And Eric, here's a stat that blew your mind. The Braves haven't lost a postseason game yet this year. They've been pretty dominant, and uh, they're blowing teams out too. I mean, they're not allowing many runs to be scored. They're scoring a lot by themselves. Uh, here was one of the big plays that broke the game open for them earlier today, uh, earlier in the game, uh, when they hit uh, had a two-run double uh, earlier in this game to give them up a, a three-to-nothing lead uh, against the, the Miami Marlins earlier today. Sanchez looks to second, comes back to the plate, and the pitch is skied to right field and deep. Angling back is Bernie. That ball is off the wall, bounding along the warning track near the fence. It's run down finally and thrown back in. Scoring is Freeman. Ozuna goes to third base and comes on in to score. So the Braves able to get two on the double by Darno, and it's three to nothing Atlanta. That's just there were a lot of RBI singles. That was an RBI double, and that just a team that found ways to continue to manufacture runs in this series. Atlanta pretty hot going, well, I mean, going to the next round. 
I mean, it's not just manufacturing runs; it's doing your job, Eric. You know, it, it, when when you have a when you have a run on second and third with one out, you tell the you know as a coach, you're telling your hitter, "Hey, do your job here, right?" It's it's and it, I mean, it's more than just manufacturing runs; they've been consistent throughout the whole entire playoffs thus far. So uh, impressive stuff. Hey, by the way, another score update: uh, Atlanta seven, Colorado one in Game Three of the uh, NLDS here on my. MLB the show franchise mode right now. <laughs> I'm uh, like, what Nolan, game are you talking about? Okay. Nolan Ryan's throwing a jam. Mark Pryor threw really well in game one. Max Scherzer was great in game two. Uh, and now Nolan Ryan's throwing another jam. A combined 35 strikeouts so far between the three pitchers. Uh, so, again, Atlanta looks to be moving on to the NLDS where they'll face the uh, St. Louis Cardinals who swept the L.A. Dodgers. And uh, looking forward to a great series there. And, uh, you know, I, I hope my team shows up and uh, shows out for a big series. Uh, also, this just in, uh, no one cares. <laughs> about, about your, Dude, okay, your, do you understand what I'm going through here? I <laughs> Don't just, no, don't like totally demean uh, what my franchise has done. We had the best record in the league. We're taking care of business in the playoffs, and... Yeah, uh, this is this has been a great series so far for us. And again, like I said, we're looking forward to a, a really tough series against the Cardinals. So uh, I'll take any questions. Okay, okay. Uh, the other game going on right now, it's uh, the Astros and the Athletics. Uh, the A's gave themselves a chance to stay in this series with the win yesterday, hoping to extend it and get uh, even more. But right now, they're trailing in the bottom of the sixth, seven to four. Um, and uh, this this Astros team, they just keep pouring on more and more offense and uh, make it hard for opposing teams to keep up. Oh, boy. Yep. And, uh, again, we're going to hear it. Look, nobody thought we would be here. Nobody wants us to be here. We're in the ALCS. It's just it's just how things are going to go. Um, Three runs so in the second for the Oakland. Astros offense. Uh, three runs in the second for Oakland, five runs in the fourth for Houston. The Astros tacked on two more in the fifth. Um, and so, they, actually, they've just now scored another run, and now they lead 8-4 to four in the bottom of the sixth inning. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> that sucks. That just, I mean, honestly, like, it just... It just irks you that you know that this team's going to be back in the ALCS. But you know what, Eric? Credit to the Astros. Like, they knew every – they had a really – they did not play well in the regular season. Honestly, they did not play well at all. And they come alive in the postseason, turn their bats around um, without the help of garbage cans, whistles, and and banging on other things. And, look, eight runs on the A's is – is saying a lot here, and I mean we're only through six innings. They sco- they've been a high-scoring team throughout the playoffs thus far. Uh, Correa's been great. Springer's been awesome, and uh, I just boy, whoever gets these guys, Yankees or Rays, it's got their hands full. Honestly, I mean, kind of for selfish reasons, I hope that the Astros advance. Here they go. They added another run on the board, uh, so now it's nine to four. Uh, because I, I think that it will make the postseason interesting because you've got a team that a lot of people will be rooting against, uh, the the evil team, the team that cheated, the team that uh, you know used 
uh, illegal means to get where they were and to win championships. But here they are again. You know, they're back. And so we can root against them. It doesn't care uh, who is facing the Astros, but we'll be rooting against them. Now, they're the new Yankees in, in some degree where they were. Yankees were so good for so long that people were tired of seeing the Yankees and they were rooting against New York. Uh, Astros are, are kind of like that in a different way that people are just rooting against them because don't, they don't want to see them succeed. But I think it will be it will make for some great television and for some great storylines. And uh, I selfishly kind of hope it is New York that, that meets them on the other side. However, Tampa leads the series 2-1, to one, so it may be Tampa that sees them on the other side. Yeah, how about the Tampa Bay Rays so far? Uh, just, I mean, phenomenal. And uh, even last night, their 8-4 win over the Yankees, they just shut up the bats of the Yankees. And I, I thought they pitched really smart. Um, didn't, get into, didn't get behind in counts a whole lot. Aaron Judge was held to 1-4. of four. Hicks won. Eric, their first, their top three in their lineup were one of, or excuse me, three of eleven last night. Three of eleven from the top three. That's not going to get it done for you, especially in the playoffs. Stanton was two of four again. You have the two ribbies, um, but they're going to need a much more competitive game if they want to keep up with this Rays team. How about this Rays? Like I got to be honest with you, when the Rays and the Yankees were going to match up, I thought. That, I mean, you said the Rays would win this series. I thought, heck no. I thought this Yankees team would continue their great hot hitting streak. Man, Judge has been quiet. Uh, Torres has been horrible. Gardner's been atrocious. Uh, and, and the pitching hasn't been there where, uh, where it should be either, at least where it was in the, in the uh, wild card round. This is just an impressive, impressive performance by the Rays. Uh, and, I, and I'll be honest, I'm going to doubt them again. When they get to the Astros, if they get to the Astros, I'm going to doubt the Rays. You're going to doubt the Rays? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still got the Astros going. Well, uh, this if, it's is the, if it's the Yankees, I say the Yankees. If it's the Rays, boy, I don't even know if it goes six. Wow. Uh, Kevin Cash, after last night's game, you know, this, this Tampa team has really come alive the last two games offensively, scoring a lot of runs, hitting a lot of home runs, and, uh, and really that's been their strength outpacing their opponent uh, with their offense. Uh, afterwards, Kevin Cash saying, really, he's not surprised by his team's offensive outburst. Mikey has uh, gotten a lot of big hits this year, probably none bigger than, than that, the, the two that he got today. Uh, and then KK's done it for a long time. I know he had a quiet offensive year, but, you know, just similar to like Zanino, you, 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 you flush that and you get ready to play, and we know we're a better team when uh, everybody's contributing. And that's just it. That's what this Tampa team is. They have a lot of different guys who can contribute. And when they're all hitting, and they're all hitting on all cylinders, that is a tough team. Uh, it's a really tough team to beat. Because like we've said before, this is a, perhaps the most well-rounded team in these in this postseason, except perhaps maybe the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, I think they may be a little bit deeper, a little bit more uh, talented. But... This uh, this Tampa team looking pretty good, and now they control that series with Game Four tonight. Eric, we just talked about the top three in the lineup for the Yankees and how bad it's been last night. How about the Rays? O of ten last night between their top three guys, Meadows, Phillips, and Lowe. O of ten, <laughs> and they still get the job. They done. They still have an offensive explosion. 
Yeah. That's incredible. That is that has got to be so frustrating to New York that those top three guys can't get a hit and you still give up eight runs. That's and and it was the bottom part of the lineup that did it. Wendell Adams, uh, Kiermaier, uh, Perez was really good. He had, in fact Kiermaier and Perez had six of the eight RBIs. The other two belong uh, belonged to uh, uh, Rosarina and Lowe. No, excuse me, not Lowe. Uh, Choi. So uh, just impressive, <laughs> impressive work by the Rays. That's 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 what you like. You said that's what you call all around baseball. Yeah, that's when you have. Those guys so late in the order being able to do as much as they did, well, that's a tough team to beat. Um, but again, that game four will be tonight, and uh, it will be. Let's see, when does that game start? It starts at um, yeah, just after five, five o'clock on TBS. So Tampa leads that one two to one. Uh, the other one that's going to be later on this evening, seven o'clock our time on uh, MLB Network. Which that's too bad it's not on a, on a better, better channel. Because I think it's been a fun series is the Dodgers and the Padres. Last night, it was a close game. And uh, perhaps one of the, the biggest plays was Cody Bellinger um, robbing a home run from, uh, oh, from my San heck. Diego. Uh, Dave Roberts commenting on that uh, after the game last night. Great players make uh, great plays um, on you know in big moments. And Cody did just that. Um Man, I just don't know many guys that can make that play and got turned around a little bit, but still recovered his length and his ability to jump and, you know, control his body. It was game-changing play. Is this a guy that should be in the running for MVP? Yes. Yes. He And he won't win it, but yes. Look, that Tatis Jr. shot was deep, not to mention Cody's first turn was the wrong turn. He had to flip himself, but he did it the right way. Flip himself, and I don't even think he checks the wall. I honestly, like, when I watch the highlight, Eric, I don't know if he even looks at, like, where the wall is. He just turns and goes, and at the 407, like, foot mark of the wall, takes one leap and makes a grab. That was incredible. I mean, that was incredible. And that, I mean, that takes a sail. Or, uh, I mean, that air takes all the air out of the cell if you're a Padres guy, right? I mean, your best hitter's up, puts one to deep center, looks like it's going to be gone, only to get robbed of not only a hit, but a run. That hurts you so much. And, uh, again, this, this Dodgers team is just just so freaking good. It's, it's stupid. I hate it. It <laughs> makes me sick. Uh, Clayton Kershaw was pretty good on the mound. Um, you know, I thought that he looked like he had good command. Uh, he was in there for six innings. Um, when he comes out, uh, well, San Diego started to score some runs, and they pulled him out. Uh, and th- but they still looked like they had command and control. But uh, give credit to San Diego for still giving themselves a shot there in the ninth inning, trying to come back and make it even more interesting. Um, I, this is one of those series that I wish could go longer. I, I selfishly am cheering for San Diego, not because I – necessarily think they're the better team or that they should win or they will win but i think it's it makes for a great series between these two teams you know i gotta be honest i haven't and shame on me i haven't been really intrigued by a lot in this series so far i haven't seen it as one of the better ones i just i just feel like the padres are there hanging around by a uh, a thread 
while you got this uh, this dominant Dodgers team doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, I I just I'm not attracted to it, man. It's crazy, but I'm not. Which series uh, is interesting to you? You take yourself out of your Atlanta Braves fandom, um, <laughs> uh, but w- what series? has been interesting in, in its back and forth between the two teams? Or has there been one that's been interesting yet? You know, I was really, before the series started, Eric, I was intrigued by this A's-Astros series. Astros have the bats. A's have the depth in the bullpen. That's obviously turned south for the A's now for whatever reason. Um, the yankees Rays series I knew would be good. I knew that series would be good. I still don't think it's over. I still think it goes the full five. Um... But, I mean, again, I just, I don't know what, man. Even with as good as the Dodgers pitching is and as hot as the Padres' bats have been, just, it didn't seem like something that just was attractive to me. And um, and, and now you see the Dodgers are up 2-0. Let me ask you, Eric, uh, which series ends quicker? Yankees, Rays, or Dodgers, Padres? Ooh, uh, good question. So Rays, Yankees, that's 2-1 in favor of Tampa. Mm-hmm. Dodgers, mm-hmm. Padres, it's 2-0 in favor of L.A. Um, probably, I mean, my gut tells me probably Dodgers, Padres ends sooner. Hmm. Yeah, I, me too. I, I, which, you know, I I want that series to go longer, though. <laughs> I, I think it can be an entertaining series, an interesting series, but um, I, I kind of think that Yankees will, uh, they, they may even the series tonight and give themselves another game. Uh, I, I'm not sure that the Padres can overcome the Dodgers. Hey, what did you predict the Rays would win in? Did you say four or five? Uh, I think I said four. Dude, and what's tonight's pitching matchup? Do you know? Do you have that by chance? Uh, Ryan Thompson versus Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, Rays are going to win. Oh, boy. Yeah. Huh. I I just, I'm so disappointed in that Yankees offense, especially the top four hitters. Just hasn't been great. And, And, I mean, again, the Rays have been so good. I mean, they have a they have a bunch of I mean guys you know whether it's starters or even in the bullpen, the bullpen's been really good. Um, man, I don't know. I'm worried. I'm worried that I'm going to miss this one by a mile, which is probably going to be the case. I didn't I didn't know Ryan Thompson was still available. Huh? That's fun. <laughs> and he's a side armor, if I'm not mistaken, as a righty. And with that, it's as I mean. Just my experience, you know, batting as a righty versus a righty side armor is so flipping hard. Because you have, look, when it comes like over, just as like a, a regular motion throw, you kind of get an idea early of what that where that ball is going to come at you. As a side armor, you have no freaking clue if that ball is going to drop, rise, tail out, or come just stick in you. You have no clue. It is so hard to pick up. Ah, I didn't know that was Thompson, and that's not good for the Yankees. Yeah, right. so uh, again, that game uh, a little bit later on this evening. It's a late game. No, sorry, it's uh, the the Dodgers and Padres is the late game. Rays and Yankees will be just after five o'clock on TBS. So, uh, Dodgers and Padres seven o'clock on MLB Network. 
but you know, bottom line, uh, for me, there's been some lopsided series here, and so I I hope that to make it interesting, the Yankees win and the Dodgers win, just to keep this these these playoffs interesting, um, because there's been some sweeps. Uh, the the A's had one good game uh, where they were able to to you know at least keep themselves in it, but the Astros have come back out again on fire and look like they may be able to add a few more runs on uh, as the uh, that moves into the seventh inning now. But there really hasn't been any kind of uh, sexy moment if that's the right term to use but something no you're yeah you're 100 right really interesting or compelling just we haven't seen that quite yet i mean there have been some great plays i mean the cody bellinger uh catch was pretty phenomenal that was pretty amazing but i don't know that we've seen anything that's been like hey this is this is playoff baseball you know what i mean yeah no i'm with you and i don't think you're going to get that until the championship series I think the Dodgers and Braves, if the Dodgers are that team, will provide something. And I definitely think whoever plays the Astros in the ALCS, especially if it's the Yankees, there's going to be a lot of sexiness out of that. I mean, you've got the bats of the Yankees if they show up. Or if it's uh, uh, the race, you've got a great pitching staff, um, some hard some hard righties that throw on that squad uh, versus this Astros team. And then, of course, the storylines of the Astros past and, and whatever it brings if they, you know, or to me, as they are uh, approach the championship series. There's a lot of sexiness in the ALCS more than the NLCS, but in regards of highlights, I think you're going to get a good balance of both, but it, again, it won't occur until that championship series. So, it, let's say, what if the Dodgers <clears throat> win tonight? And you already have the National League set. But, um, but what if, you know, Tampa and Yankees, you know, they extend their series and and that keeps going. Astros look like they're going to win. Um, and uh, Tampa and, and New York have the light limelight all to themselves for a few days. Uh, I don't think that's such a bad thing. No, not at all. Not at all. That is, and I and I honestly think the league's okay with that too. To be honest with you, I think they'd be more than happy to take that. Um, yeah, geez, I would take that. And. Uh, and again, there's a lot of storyline to it. I mean, whether I mean, especially if it's the Yankees, common sense, right? But if it's the Rays, there's still some good storyline to it. An ALS team again faces the uh, Astros in the playoffs again in the ALCS. Uh, there is bad blood there between, well, I guess anybody in the AL between them and the Astros. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that series, whichever team shows up. All right, we're going to take a break here and call a timeout on the Full Court Press. Stick around. There are some breaking news that could affect Boise State University and may affect their ability to play football. Uh, there is a, 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 a report out from the White House that might cause problems for the Boise State Broncos. We'll discuss that next here on the Full Court Press. Vehicle tires can be expensive. Express Tire is now located at Express Auto, and we say yes to great prices on new and used tires. That's right, we sell new and used tires. Save hundreds guaranteed. Express Tire, now located at Express Auto, 3200 North Main, North Logan. Express says yes. 
This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. October is our anniversary month. We've been helping couples find the perfect rings for over a decade. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary dinner. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring shopping or anniversary shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have over 3,000 rings in stock, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached, no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Sweeto Burrito. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Sweeto is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek's. Well, I was driving across town when my car got down, started lurching and trying to die. Well, luckily there was a shop, and when it struggled to a stop, a nice fella met me right outside. I said, man, something's wrong. What the heck is going on? He said, I tell you this, I got no doubt. You just relax and don't you worry. We can fix it in a hurry because your car is what we're all about. At Cash Valley Auto Care, all the experts are under one roof. So if it's not running right, chances are we can fix it. Cash Valley Auto Care, behind Home Depot on 200 East, 1175 North. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. This is Larry from Larry's Pharmacies. Got your flu shot yet? I recommend everyone six months and older get vaccinated. The flu is a serious disease that annually kills thousands and hospitalizes hundreds of thousands. Toddlers, young adults, and seniors are affected most. Protect yourself, those around you, and the whole valley by getting vaccinated today. Come in, no appointment necessary. Stop it in its tracks and don't pass it on. We even come to group gatherings. Thanks, Cash Valley, supporting us for 20 years. Stay well. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Also streaming online, 1069thefan.com. And you can weigh in, share a, a comment, an opinion, ask a question, text into the program, 435-339-0321. A report from the Idaho Statesman is... Uh, has Boise State in the crosshairs from the White House? The in the in this uh, story, White House Coronavirus Task Force is recommending that higher education in three Idaho counties uh, they all go online because there are higher rates of uh, coronavirus and positivity rates among college-aged adults. Uh, the report specifically advises closures in the counties home to the University of Idaho, BYU, Idaho, and Boise State University. Now, how does that affect football? Don't know specifically, but there have been reports from the NCAA that suggest if you 
do not have students on your campus, you don't have athletics on your campus. Uh, Boise State, they release a report only once a week, and they release it on Friday. Last Friday, they had a record 97 new cases for the week. The previous week, they had 85 cases. So they're on an upward trend. That's a real concern uh, for what's going on on the campus of Boise State University. So, Ajay, that, that could be a real problem for the Broncos where Utah State's supposed to go to play and open up their season. Yeah, here's the problem. Is that In early July, Boise State announced they had conducted 533 tests with 22 positive. That's 4.1%. The latest numbers show a positivity rate at 7.3%. This all according to the Idaho Statesman. Uh, and they've had, what, 29 new positive cases now uh, since its last testing update on September 15th. That's according to the university. Uh, because of the concern of the coronavirus, according to the Mountain West Conference, the, at least the way they showed concern about having teams travel to other states, uh, to play in other, you know, in in other locations, uh, with the fear of the coronavirus, boy, that'd be really and I and I, and look, I'm not trying to delete football out of the picture. Please do not think that. But it's, I mean, the concern from the Mellis Conference about the coronavirus and its situation and what it could do, and then to send young student athletes from another state over there to go play a football game. In that said high rate area, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that one's. I mean, I don't. I just don't know if that slides. I, I'd be amazed if it did. Uh, according to this article in the Idaho Statesman, Boise State and BYU Idaho did not immediately respond to requests for comment. So, oh, I don't think they would. I uh, again, this is just a White House Coronavirus Task Force recommendation. Based on the the incident race uh, rates that are going on, the positivity, the number of cases in these counties wherein these universities reside, so uh, there could be an issue going on at, at Boise State. No announcement from the Broncos that we've been able to see if that affects their uh, football team or their athletics generally. So that's definitely something we're going to be monitoring closely. Uh, that's where Utah State opens up their season on October 24th. So just a few weeks away. Um, hmm. Let's see. In fact, Boise State uh, has uh, giving in some updates um, on the number of cases that are on within their football program. They've had, uh, within their athletic department as a whole, actually, uh, 29 new positive cases since their last testing update, which was on September twenty or September 15th. Uh, so the rate of positive cases is on the rise at Boise State. Um, yeah, that's not good. That's, I mean, look, because you know you're going to have positive cases, right? That's... I mean, as much as you try, you can do whatever you can to avoid it. It's 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 tough to deal with. Um, but COVID, you know, can do its thing. But to have a rise like that isn't good. 
That's that's what you're trying to avoid. Well, we, and, we uh, heard from John Hartwell earlier this week that the the frequent testing, as promised by the Mountain West, has not arrived yet and is not happening yet. That will yeah. start to ramp yeah. up the closer we get to to the the start of the season. So, yeah, we're probably going to see more community spread or team spread. They're going to try to catch it as early as they can. I'm not saying that they're not trying with what they have, because they are, but without more frequent testing, there are more chances of other guys getting it, and you have to be careful about uh, who gets it and who they're in contact with and if that affects your too deep and if it affects an entire position group. So it's a it's a really dicey situation. Hey, really quickly, speaking of games canceled, not happening, whatever, have you heard from Mountain Crest if they're going to play Ridgeline this week? Oh, good question. Okay, so we know you're in an undisclosed location because you were in contact with or close proximity to uh, an assistant coach who has tested positive. And because you were in close proximity, the Bear River Health Department reached out to you and said, you need to isolate and you need to uh, quarantine yourself. So that raised questions. Well, how does that coach interact with the players? Are they going to need to isolate? Is this game going to happen? What about other coaches? So I this afternoon, I reached out to, you, to uh, Mountain Crest and their athletic department, and they are going to play tomorrow. They And they still have a game scheduled for next Wednesday. They are the only Region 11 team that still has a game scheduled for next week. So as of this moment, as of earlier this afternoon when this was confirmed, Boise State, or excuse me, Boise State, I'm staring at Boise State headline, uh, Mountain Crest is still on to play tomorrow and on Wednesday. Now, I don't know which coaches or which players may be isolated or quarantined if any of that's happening. Certainly I would suspect whomever it was who tested positive is not going to be available Friday, but uh, I, I don't know how many players or other coaches that's going to affect, but I'm sure it's 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 got to affect at least some of the coaches of not being as available as they would have liked. So, But the team is going to be able to play. They will have enough players to field a roster, and, uh, and they are expected to play and host Ridgeline tomorrow night. Wow. Huh. Interesting. Uh, so why am I quarantining then? <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I mean, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the administration and, and those who have made the decision to allow them to play. I mean, good for them. And, you know, and for Ridgeline, he doesn't have to have worry about losing another game. But uh, if an assistant coach tests positive, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing he was around other coaches and players. Um, and so if the play-by-play guy who was seven and a half feet from the, you know, or whoever it was, I don't know which coach it was, so I don't know, I mean, what my distance was. But, I mean, if I'm quarantining here, there's, <laughs> I don't know. I, I Maybe I'm just misunderstanding the rules, but there's no way that they should this is just me, too, and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying it, but there's no way they should be playing a football game. Are you just sour because just you have me. to sit out? 
yeah, I'm ticked, Eric. I should be, dude. Like, honest, like, <laughs> I'm sitting at home. You heard me on the phone today when I called you. I was like, Eric, I'm bored. You're like, yep, yep, I know. I know. Good for you. <laughs> I hear I'm your wife in the there. background. He's done everything, all the chores. He's going crazy. <laughs> but, but look, Andre, this it was only like it, it is. It is an inconvenience, and uh, believe me, I know this personally. It, it is an inconvenience, oh. and it's it's not something that we love to do or have to go through or have people that we know have to go through. But it's yeah. part of the process to stop the spread. And right now, this virus mm-hmm. is spreading. It's going. We're hitting higher levels than we've we've really seen. Even when this summer, when it was pretty high, it, it's really spiking and going up. So there have to be measures taken by those who come in contact with somebody who's positive to uh, slow that spread. Um, it's inconvenient, but if we want to be able to have these games still take place, if we want to be able to still go to work, if we still want to go get food at our local restaurants, these these isolated incidents with these people who come in contact, they do have to make that sacrifice and they have to, they have to isolate. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And look, there's a lot more people going through a lot more worse than what I'm going through sitting at home playing video games. Um, but yeah, no. And I think people are just trying to figure out, you know, I, I think I called you today with some questions and you gave me as much info as you possibly could um and said hey the rest of it's kind of up to the health department so you need to call them and so i did um and got some answers from them so but uh you know you're right i mean we gotta we gotta take all precautions and uh this is just one of them and we'll uh we'll do it so me and reggie are just kicking it aren't you reggie (laughs) and uh yeah hanging in there (laughs) hey speaking of inconvenience um the timing of this Colorado State football program and their situation, and now it's announcement. Boy, that's a boy, that's a doozy, isn't it, Eric? Okay, so there's been a lot of controversy surrounding Colorado State. There were allegations of racism uh, before, and then this summer and uh, spring there were allegations that this football program uh, and administration doesn't really care about Corona uh, protocols and uh, don't tell us that you're sick. Um, you know, and there were players that were voicing a lot of concerns. And so there was a lot of controversy and unfootball related issues surrounding the Rams with the new coaching staff and how they were approaching things. So Colorado State initiated their own probe, their own investigation into this because it was not just a football program. There were some accusations within the entire athletic department and some of the higher people up in their AD's office. So the university started their own investigation into uh, allegations of intimidation, uh, racial abuse, uh, the, the uh, snubbing their nose at COVID-19 protocols. It covered a lot of issues. There were a lot of allegations. And uh, it looks like they've, uh, they, they interviewed 115 different people, including 49 wow. current or former athletes. 63 current and former employees. (laughs) So they did a due diligence on trying to figure this out. And what Um, they they determined is that um, the, the majority of athletes disputed the allegations 
that were be there were that were out there. Some did raise concerns about Adazio and 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 Bobo and AD uh, Joe Parker, but uh, it looks like most of the uh, specific incidents are are really not that credible, or at least not widespread. <laughs> As is once. So then, what happened, the Eric? Like, where does that report come from? Like, how, how, how do we go from a ton of students reporting the situation to where they feel uncomfortable, they felt like there was verbal abuse, mistreatment, et cetera, et cetera, to look, we're good, we're fine. I mean, we're okay. You're okay. I'm okay. You know, we're all happy. Like, how in the world does this get started then? Well, the world that we live in today. If some people don't get their way, they will go on social media and, and whine and complain and um, uh, maybe even skew something that was said in their favor to smear somebody else. Um, and so it's some that's sadly the world that we live in. A new coaching staff comes in. And they're going to change things up a little bit. Maybe you thought it was going to be your time. You were going to be the guy. And then they say, you're, we evaluated some things, and you're not. Uh, then they're, you know, people get bent out of shape. I, I'm just speaking generally. I don't know that that's specifically what happened. But those can be, as we've seen in several different instances around the country, those things can happen. Yeah, it's it, – it, I mean – and. Colorado State, you could tell with the investigation and the report that they they took it serious. It wasn't like they were just lollygagging through the thing and going through the motions. Um, so, you know, they took the allegations serious. They went through a really good, a thorough investigation. It's just crazy that you see all these people coming out with concerns and um, ac- you know, accusations and such. And then <laughs> the report is, well, no, they're actually okay. I mean... There's a few people that were, you know, that we had some brought up some legit concerns and we went over it. But all in all, you know, there's no serious findings here. And that's, yeah, that's either alarming to the investigation itself or it's alarming to, like you said, the people who have an agenda to get after Colorado State. And, boy, if that's the case, that's, that's just bonkers that someone would go after him like that. So a couple of things from the report. Uh, said numerous witnesses raised allegations of racial insensitivity and mistreatment by Bobo and nine members of his coaching staff, but uh, Bobo denied those claims um, and uh, it says that those allegations are not true. Um, there were allegations that implied that Adagio, uh, the new coach, fostered in an environment that perpetuates racial stereotypes or is unsympathetic. Uh, But again, he denied those claims. But the report did recommend three things for Colorado State to improve the culture within their athletic department. Because it's not just, again, reiterating, it's not just a football program. It goes all the way up to their athletic director. But the, the steps included developing a system for athletes to report concerns to an employee outside of the athletic department supplementing diversity and inclusion training university-wide and amplifying its policy statement against retaliation within the athletic department. So the, a lot of the claims and allegations 
didn't seem to be really substantiated, but it did kind of reveal that things could be better with how things are handled within that athletic department at Colorado State. Yeah, it's, uh, again, credit to Colorado State for taking the report serious, taking the investigation serious, and uh, um, hopefully they can get back to focusing on, you know, the students, getting back to school, and the athletics as well. So, uh, again, Sports Illustrated has kind of a, a, a summary of the report. Uh, the Coloradoan has a lot more detail. You can read the report in its entirety there if you'd like. Uh, but uh, certainly a, a big distraction for Colorado State over these last couple of months, dealing with racial insensitivity, coronavirus uh, protocols, and uh, threats of retaliation. But again, uh, reiterate, they interviewed a lot of people, and a lot of these claims didn't appear to be substantiated. So I think you just had some, a couple players, a couple people who were got bent out of shape for whatever reason and blew something out of proportion. But they've got to change a few things in their culture, tweak a few, I don't want to say change, but tweak a few things in their culture to make it a little bit better at Colorado State. How that affects them going forward, that's still to be determined. You know, how, do, how does this team buy into this new head coach and his coaching staff, Steve Adazio, coming from back east and didn't have a lot of success back east, but maybe it's a a chance for him to get a fresh start or maybe it's just uh, here's another failed coach and somebody's taking a flyer on a failed coach and why do we expect anything different than the product that he's produced before? So anyway, uh, some weird things going on in the Mountain West with some of the schools uh, dealing with controversy, some of them unrelated to football. All right, we're going to take a time out here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, uh, a quick update on Major League Baseball. And also coming up next hour, our pick six, the six things we think might happen this weekend. We'll preview high school football. we got a high school football game tonight, which I think could be a really interesting one, Logan and Green Canyon. And we'll look at the other games that are on the schedule for this weekend and uh, remind you to get registered to win another great prize as part of our Preps Pick'em Contest. That's coming up next here in the Full Court Press. The State of Utah's Wood Stove and Fireplace Changeout Program is back. Advanced Fireplace and Stove says let the government foot the bill. Up to $3,800 towards your new Heating Glow Gas Inserter Fireplace. Registration begins November 4th. This is the final changeout opportunity for 2020. Live in Idaho? We'll help you navigate that program too. Replace yours with a quadrifier pellet or wood stove. Advanced Fireplace and Stove. Call us at 435-752-7272 or find us on Facebook or at Advanced advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Hi, this is John Horton, General Manager at ARS. COVID-19 is a mess, but it doesn't have to be. We at ARS recognize your desire to take the best care of your workspace and home in order to protect your family, staff, and other building occupants. We have certified technicians that use leading industry processes, state-of-the-art equipment and technology, and cutting-edge products when disinfecting. We understand your needs and are ready to help. Remember, Got a mess? Call ARS. Uh, you've been on the road for hours, covered 527 miles, listened to three podcasts, yeah. had two calls with your mom and one with your sister, and you're really hungry. And look at that. There's a McDonald's one mile up ahead meal. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. 
Enjoy any size premium roast coffee or soft drink for only a dollar or get any size iced coffee for just $1.50. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Oh, McCarroll has a farm and appliance farm. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Why buy from Daryl's? Lowest price guarantee. With our new digital price tags, which are updated daily, we check the internet to make sure we're the lowest price available. Test us. We dare you. Nobody's prices are lower. Daryl's West on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Carol's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, streaming online, 1069thefan.com. So, an update in Major League Baseball that now in the bottom of the eighth inning, the Astros are stretching their lead over the Athletics. They now lead 11 to 4. So, this, unless something dramatic happens in these last two innings for the A's, the Astros are moving on. That's, that's a hey, pretty my big Braves, gap. Uh... My Braves have moved on. Uh, they beat the Rockies 7-2. Nolan Ryan, 9 innings, 6 hits, 16 strikeouts, 2 earned runs, no walks. Phenomenal. Just phenomenal. <laughs> Can we talk about real sports now for a second? <laughs> What what e uh, what you, you, have you not watched ESPN e gaming or what esports esports that's on ESPN oh boy uh, so and they get paid big time for that uh, that's that's true that is uh, sadly true <laughs> um, so uh, Rays and Yankees later on tonight starting at five ten on TBS Dodgers and Padres at seven um, and the Yankees or excuse me the Rays lead the Yankees two to one Dodgers lead the Padres two nothing. If the Astros are able to wrap this one up the, that they're in currently, which they should, they will win that series 3-1 to one and wait to see what happens between the Yankees and the Rays. Earlier today, the Braves beat the Marlins 7 nothing, so they are advanced. They're the first team through to the uh, championship series. They wait to see what happens with the Dodgers and the Padres. And, of course, to Eric, it's the greatest upset in baseball history, too. I know, the the, the, the most successful postseason franchise ever. Oh, jeez. Oh, here we go. They they lost. They lost the series for the first time ever. Ever! It was a sad day <laughs> for the Marlins. Hey, a quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, other games going on tonight. Preview high school football on a Thursday night. That's coming up next in the Full Court Press. New Horizons Beauty College loves having USU students in town. In fact, they offer 15% student discounts Tuesday through Thursday. They also offer senior and military discounts. The students at New Horizons Beauty College are trained in all the latest trends and techniques. Plus, New Horizons has great prices on the products to help you maintain that new look. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in Logan. 
Coldwater Stone in Tremont and is under new ownership and is partnered with Castellite in Logan. With over 50 years of combined experience, they'll help you find the most stunning products for your home. Coldwater takes some of the most beautiful resources Earth has to offer, then shapes and blends them to help create your dream home. Natural stone at manufactured stone prices. Stop in at the Tremonton facility or see samples at Castellite and Logan. Let us help you create your custom masterpiece. More information at coldwaterstone.com. Coldwater Stone, the natural choice for all of your stone needs. The Riverwoods Conference Center is accepting reservations for holiday parties and events, inviting you to experience an elegant holiday atmosphere with the Riverwoods Conference Center's beautiful new renovation and holiday decor. And with catering from Elements, your special occasion can include delicious entrees and decadent desserts that always deliver excellence. This year, the Spring Hill Suites is offering a low $79 rate when you schedule a holiday party at the Riverwoods so you can take the elevator home after your event. To schedule, call 750-5151 or Google Riverwoods Conference center hi this is ashley with lss insurance looking for medicare coverage that offers you more it's the annual enrollment period time to compare your medicare options to see who's offering great benefits a large network and all the extras call 752-9493 and let us walk you through your choices there is no cost to work with us and we'll help you get access to the benefits you want call lss insurance at 752-9493 Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Hey, did you know Chevy Chase? It's his birthday today. Is it really? Yeah. Chevy Chase's birthday Hey, did today. you... Dude, everybody, so I was reading something, like, from Saturday Night Live, like, in its vintage old days, right, when it was really good, and did you know Bill Murray and Chevy Chase nearly came to blows? No. Like, they hated each other at Saturday Night Live. Really? I guess they honestly, like, they, they couldn't stand at each other. That's amazing to me. That's interesting. They did not know that. <laughs> Uh, tonight yeah, we have high uh, school football. We've got one high school football around here on the schedule, and that is Logan versus Green Canyon. That game will be heard on a couple different locations on our sister station KVNU, six ten AM, one hundred two point one FM. Uh, it'll also be on one hundred point nine FM, streaming on KVNUtalk dot com. Uh, Lewis, I believe, is going to be on the call. Uh, and uh, he, I know he had some knee surgery a little while back, but I think he is planning on calling the game tonight, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, Ajay, this is an interesting game because these teams are pretty close to each other in the standings. Uh, Green Canyon is 10th uh, in RPI rankings. Logan is 15th, but both are 2-2 two and two in region play. Wow. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big, And is that uh, you said that's at Logan, right? Correct. Man, I, I'm telling you, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. Don't ever overlook Logan. Don't you ever overlook Logan. You just never know what you're going to get from them. Well, and I think that Green Canyon has been a little unpredictable uh, as well. So I, I have a hard time knowing who to who to pick in this game, who, who's going to win this one, because uh, both teams have shown moments where they look really good and others where they've kind of struggled and given games away. Um, so... A reminder, though, that if you want a chance to win $100 to McDonald's, 
go to uh, our website, 1069thefan.com. Click on the Preps Pick'em banner. Make sure you get the pick in for tonight because it will count. If you wait till tomorrow, you'll miss that opportunity. So if you want the most opportunities to get all your picks in, make sure you make your selections by 6 o'clock tonight because we have a game this evening. It'll be Logan versus Green Canyon. Make your selection there. If that's the only one you want to pick, you can, and come back tomorrow for the others. That's fine, too. Go check it out. Chance to win some free stuff. We'll come back next hour. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Every offseason, a group of league employees gathers in a small room and figures out a way to put out a 16-game NFL schedule. Even under normal circumstances, it's not an easy job. Now the NFL has to figure out what to do when games are canceled, postponed because of positive COVID tests. Keeping players healthy is priority number one. After that, the league could face a logistical nightmare. The schedule's like a Jenga puzzle. Pull out one game and you might be okay. If a few more games are delayed, they face a very difficult task. Do they add a Week 18 and cancel the Pro Bowl? Do they push the Super Bowl back? Do teams have to forfeit games? Or are the standings decided by a winning percentage? It's going to be impossible to accommodate everyone. The other pro leagues did the best they could and for the most part had success. The NFL could soon find itself in the same boat as it tries to complete a season in the most fair way possible. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise.